Today's episode is sponsored by Struggle Snuggles Ball Pythons. Struggle Snuggle is a small hobbyist breeder who wants to share the joy of ball pythons with new and experienced snake enthusiasts. Struggle Snuggle offers different types of morphs and standard non-morph pythons. Struggle Snuggle will offer insight on the first-time python owners and is available via email for questions on the continuation for healthy care of your new python. You can reach Struggle Snuggle through his Instagram at strugglesnuggle32257. That's strugglesnuggle32257. So you can get a look at the different type of snakes that he does own. Again, strugglesnuggle32257. His Instagram handle will be in the show notes. Now let's get on with the show. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 87 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode, we have a pretty interesting episode today. I mean, I would like to think that all of my episodes are interesting, but in all, in all honesty, there's some that aren't. I'll, I'll admit it. You don't, you don't have to lie to me. I can see you. I can see your soul. <laughs> today's episode is about a gal by the name of Blanche Monnier. She is from France, if you couldn't guess from her last name. And I came across this, this episode or this, this topic. I came across this topic randomly, which was kind of weird. I was doing some research and I was, all of a sudden it said Blanche, the horrific case of Blanche Monnier. And so I was interested and I clicked it and goddamn, it's a fucked up case. So let's go ahead and get into it. Who is Blanche Monnier? Blanche Monnier was born on March 1st, 1849 in France. Coming from a wealthy and well-respected family in the city, she simply disappeared when she was 25 years old. The case got a name in France. I'm not, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but I mean, I'm going to try, but I apologize to all my French-speaking listeners out there. Name in France was La Sequestre de Potier, since Potier was the town where she lived. I have no idea what any of that means. So she's from a wealthy family, born on March 1st, 1849 in France. She came from a wealthy and well-respected family in the city. And then she just simply disappeared when she was 25 years old. Where did she go? Well, that's the mystery. Nobody really knew where she went. But I mean, someone had to know where she went, right? I mean, there's somebody, there's always someone who knows exactly where the person went and they just don't want to say anything. Let's continue. Her parents were Charles Emile Mornier and Louise Monnier and were even considered a model couple in the town. Blanche also had an older brother named Marcel and in the future, a key to understanding this case. What did I tell you? There's always someone who knows what is going on, what's happening, and the who, what's, when, where's, why's, and why's, right? So in this case, the brother is going to be a key feature to understanding this entire case. You know, when I started reading this, I was like, okay, she's wealthy from France. She disappeared. She ran away or she got held up for ransom and was taken away because her family was wealthy. You know, it's not uncommon for for people to, to kidnap children of wealthy families or well-respected families in order to get some money from them. It's not uncommon. So when I read this, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Was, Yo, she was kidnapped for ransom. You know, case closed. Let me put my, let me put my, what's that fool's name? Sherlock, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes cosplay back on. 
And I mean, take it off and put it away because the case is closed. I solved the case. Obviously, this, this gal was kidnapped and held for ransom because her family was rich. That's the bottom line. There's no sense in continuing this episode, but I will continue this episode just to humor everyone. You know, I mean, I already, I already threw the bug in your ear. So let's go ahead and continue. But again, I already solved the case just in case you were wondering. You know, I, I'm, I'm laying it out right now. I'm betting the ranch. She was kidnapped and held for ransom to have leverage over a rich and wealthy family or rich and well-respected family in order for the captors and the kidnappers to gain, to have financial gain off of this wealthy family. So, I mean, mark it down. I, I solved the case. This is my first time in, since I've been doing this podcast that I actually solved the case. Mic drop, but I won't drop my mic because this is. I love this microphone way too much, and it's too goddamn expensive for me to drop it. So let's continue. Blanche Monnier had exhibited strange behavior since she was a child. Because of that, her mother often put her in a dark room as punishment. There she would stay for hours until the punishment was over. So now we have a Harry Potter situation where, yo, I don't like how you're acting. Get your ass back into the closet and don't come out until I say so. We all know from from a fact that that is 100% child abuse without a doubt. And why do people do that? Because dumbass motherfuckers are able to get away with that shit. You know, if if we can just, with every single person that has abused a child, I think that they should experience that exact trauma for at least, at least the rest of their life. You know what I mean? It was locking the child inside of a dark closet until they, until the parent feels like, yo, that's, that's enough. We'll go ahead and end the punishment. Or whenever the parents feel like, or whenever the parents feel as if, you yeah, okay, the wrong has been righted. Let's go ahead and let them out or let, let the child out. That's bullshit. You know, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't have to punish your child or throw them inside of a closet. That's fucking stupid. Well, let's continue. Her father was there, was very fond of her, but he was also very omissive in the family relationship and never objected against the punishments meted out by his wife. Yeah, the dad is a little punk right there. If the if the dad can't stand up, like and tell and tell the wife, look, putting your putting our child inside of the closet for hours on end is not okay. We're not going to do this anymore. But no, you know whatever the wife says is what's going to happen. I, I don't I don't think that's a I don't think that's a good deal. Not at all, to be honest with you. But what do I know, right? So now, I mean, we have signs of child abuse. We have signs of neglect. And there's a lot of things here that, that we just do not. We, we already know from previous cases and previous episodes that this is already going to end all bad. In, in any case possible, this is going to end all bad. But why? I mean, would, would you blame her? So now her being kidnapped for being ransomed. I mean, again, that's what I'm saying. This, 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 I, I solved the case, but again, we're, we're just going through this. We're going through the motions so I can, so I can fill my, my, my spot time with my podcast. But I, you know, I already solved the case. You know, the, this child was kidnapped. It, it, the, the child was kidnapped, bottom line. You know what I mean? But if suffering from the abuse that she's suffering, I wonder if she put up a fight to be kidnapped. I mean, that, that's the only thing that I wonder. Let's continue. As Blanche grew older, the fights with her mother increased. As a result, she became more isolate, isolated and her first signs of anorexia began. So now we have eating disorder. I, I mean, wouldn't blame you. Things, 
when when you have when you have things going on that severe inside the home, several disorders start to develop as a coping mechanism, out of fear, out of defense mechanism. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's several reasons why stuff like this occurs. Sometimes it's really shitty. Actually, most of the time it's really shitty, and sometimes they're correctable with the proper help and the proper treatment. But obviously, this was back early in the 1800s, and the chances of the child getting getting righted and corrected with therapy doesn't seem it doesn't seem very likely. At this time, she was already she at this time she already hold on. At this time, she already dreamed of becoming a nun and even went to a local convent and asked to enter the order of nuns, but was denied. The reason, the reason given was that she was too thin and looked sick. So first she would have to gain weight to look healthier. What the fuck? So you can't be a nun if you don't meet the if you don't meet a weight requirement. If you're if if she's doing this so she can try to better herself. Wouldn't you want to accept her and help her gain the weight and try to, you know, I don't know, uh, get her back to health? Isn't that what the church does? Right. But no, let's go ahead and kick her away, turn her away and and deny this child and possibly miss saving this child's life. Right. That's a good one, church. I appreciate you doing that. That's a that's an awesome thing that you did there. Let's turn away an already distraught young lady and just add more mental anguish to to her already fucked up existence. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one right there. So things aren't right. Things just don't seem right. You know, we we're reading on uh, we're we're filling out that we're filling out the the gaps or or the early childhood we're we're starting to figure out why and who would kidnap this child and hold her for ransom. Right? Right. However, things just aren't right. There's something going on. There's something there that, that just isn't sitting well with me. Like it makes my molars itch. I, I just feel like there's something more, there's just something deeper that we need to get to the bottom of. So let's continue. In 1873, Blanche's grandmother passed away and this increased her mental deterioration. Again, one of her first symptoms was anorexia. So her father calls a doctor who diagnosed her with dementia. In an early stage. Now, this gal is under 30 years old. This this child is around 20, maybe, well, we'll say in early teens, early 20s, give or take. I don't know the exact age right now. But pretty much this 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 this, this young lady is a child. I mean, I, I matter of fact, I believe she is under 20 years old. I think she's a teenager still. And for a doctor to diagnose her at the early stages of dementia, that doctor is fucking stupid. It is, it is a proven fact, it is pr- pr- proven medical s- statistics and medical research that dementia doesn't set in until the later stages of life, meaning early stages would be around 50 years old, in very few cases, early 40s. But for, so for an individual to have early stages dementia at, in a teenager, early 20s is unheard of. The only way that something like that can be related would be with heavy, extensive drug use. Now, for a doctor to diagnose this young lady with early stage dementia is a fucking idiot and should have and should be kicked in the face for that shit. Boy, I tell you. Let's continue. By this time, Blanche had already had some strong hysterical crisis. Even even some of the house staff were afraid to enter her room. One of the things she did was take off her clothes and walk around her room. Because the window stood facing the street, many people watched her. 
To make matters worse, her house was a path used by students to go to college where her father was the dean. Who gives a fuck, dude? She's, she's walking around her own house naked. Isn't that why we have a house? So we can do what we please? If she didn't want to cover the window, she didn't want to cover the window. I mean, is it that big of a deal? That's an emergency. That's a hysterical crisis where she's walking around naked in her own room. It'd be different if she was taking off her clothes and walking around naked around the whole entire neighborhood. But she wasn't. She was in her own room. So what the fuck is the big deal? Boy, I tell you, you know, the shit like this, it really, it really gets me aggravated and gets me going because it, it's one of those deals where just let the child live. You know what I mean? Everything all of a sudden is, is a crisis. Everything is my child isn't 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 staying quiet or shutting up. And so now there's something severely wrong with my child. This was this was the thought process back in the early the early days, back in the early 1800s or. <laughs> Since we're in 2021, what a lot of people say now is their early 1900s or the late 1900s, you know, the, the around around the times when I was born. I was born in the in the late 1900s. Apparently, I was born in 1981. So technically, I was born in the late 1900s. That was actually a term used by a lot of youngsters these days. It's fucking hilarious. It cracks me up. But so your child likes to walk around naked. Fine. Is that is that a reason for them to, for you to call it a crisis? No. Now, if she was already had some strong hysterical issues, then what would be a way to mitigate that? Now, let's shun her and let's push her away to where we drive her to not wanting to be at home anymore. That's perfect, right? Right. Let's continue. This began to really embarrass Charles Emile Monnier. So from a certain point on, the window began to be completely closed. And from that point on, Blanche's apparitions became more and more rare. So meaning... The dad became was embarrassed of of his daughter walking around naked in her own room, by the way, in her own house. That he he closed the window, he completely closed it, making it making it difficult and completely under uh, not being able to open it. It, it was it was non it was a non functioning window. But people started seeing less and less of Blanche. So whenever she would be sighted, it would be a rare sighting compared to people seeing her pretty much all the time. So what do you think happened? Were they already grooming her or did they sell her off? See, now, now my mind is starting to think. Did this rich, wealthy couple sell their child? Because, I mean, just, just look at this. Let's look at what's going on. Let's look at the evidence. So the, the parents were already upset and angry. That the child was not acting normal and of sorts and not falling into the regimen that that was designed for a child to act and, and follow at that time. So now we already see that the child was embarrassing the parents. You know, I don't see why. She's walking around naked. All right. But now we're starting to see less and less of her. But the, so that makes me think, was she kidnapped or was she sold off? So let me go ahead and grab my Sherlock Holmes cosplay again. And we're going to put this shit on and we're going to try to figure this out. Because now I'm thinking that she was kidnapped and, and being held for ransom. But now that it's saying that, yo, we're starting to see less and less of her. And the parents became more and more embarrassed by her acts. Now I'm starting to think that they might have actually sold her off. Huh. Let's continue. So where is Blanche? Where did Blanche go? 
1876, Blanche, who had been having less and less contact with people, disappeared completely and no one saw her again. When the family was asked about the matter, they gave very evasive answers. Huh. Why would you? So now that makes me think she wasn't kidnapped. Now what makes me think is that maybe, oh, maybe she was sold. Maybe she was, she was, she was just put up for sale. That makes more sense. I mean, if they became evasive with the answer, they gave very evasive answers. What else do they have to hide? I mean, if you knew where your child was at, or if you didn't do anything to, like, example, sell your child, then why would you give evasive answers? I mean, if you if you're innocent and you didn't do anything that was illegal or wrong, then you would give the answers flat out. Nah, you know she's she's locked up in the closet right now, and we don't want we don't let her out. But if you're giving evasive answers, then that makes me think right now, as as do, when, while I'm doing this episode, you sold your child. You sold your child because you were embarrassed of her. You didn't want her around, and you're like, instead of killing her, so why not just get some money for this kid and just be done with her? I mean, it makes sense, right? At least I, I think so. Well, let's continue. Time went by, no one received any information about the girl. Her disappearance was forgotten, and almost nobody remembered this case, so there was no search for the girl. Now, when you're in a highfalutin, uh, high-society family and and you're you're in you're in with the upper ups and you're in with the elites you can make a lot of things happen a lot of things can occur for you out of out of whatever reasoning or whatever power you have you know you have you have financial power and you have the pressure to make things people and other entities disappear at the drop of a hat so if everyone coincidentally or conveniently stopped looking and asking questions about the daughter, what's the next thing? We got away with it. The rouge is taken care of. We made a few whatever much, you know, francs that, that, we, that we made off of our child and we no longer have to deal with the family embarrassment. So without anybody questioning and stop looking for her, they, they've pretty much gotten away with getting rid of a child short of them murdering the child themselves. But... We also have to remember, what if the child was murdered to whoever she was sold to? Huh. Let's continue. In 1882, Blanche's father, Charles Emile Monnier, died. This made things much worse in the house. Louise, who was already very strict, became even more so. It was probably at this point that the carelessness with Blanche began. So after the father died... The carelessness, the carelessness with Blanche began. What, what, is, what are they talking about? Huh. The carelessness with Blanche began. Blanche is gone already. What are you talking about, the carelessness? Let's continue. Even so, the years went by, and when 20 years of captivity had passed, Mary Marie Fazee, a housekeeper, and Blanche's closest person died. The care for Blanche, which has which was already minimal, practically came to an end. Even so, the years went by, and when 20 years of captivity had passed, her housekeeper, the closest person to Blanche, died. Captivity. Did the parents pay someone to watch her or keep her locked away like Rapunzel? 
Huh. Let's continue. In 1901, the Attorney General of Portier received an anonymous letter describing terrible events in a house in France. The letter stated the, le- the letter stated that there was a woman being held captive in terrible conditions. The anonymous letter said, "Mr. Attorney General, I have the honor to inform you of an extremely serious incident. I am talking about a woman who was locked up in Madame Monier's house, deprived of food, living in a filthy room for the last 25 years." years. Wasn't that a twist? Didn't that come out of the blue? In 1901, the, the attorney general of the city of Potier received an anonymous letter describing terrible events in the house. The letter explained that there was a woman who was locked up in the Monier's house, deprived of food, living in a filthy room for the last 25 years. With some hesitation and some doubt, the, the attorney general didn't want to dispatch any law enforcement. But after getting better judgment and feeling that, yo, maybe we should at least go check this out. So the same day, the attorney general sent three policemen to the address given in the letter. When they got there, they talked to some employees of the house and then to Blanche's brother, Marcel, who lived in the house across the street. And Louise Monier, her mother. So the brother and the mom lived across the street from the house that allegedly Blanche was being held captive in. So for those of you in the back, the brother and the mother were living in a house across the street from where allegedly Blanche was being held captive and neglected for 25 years. Let's continue. One of the policemen became suspicious of Louise's story and asked to search the house. Louise allowed it, Louise allowed it, but on the condition that an employee of the house accompany him and also that he not enter any rooms. If you don't have anything to hide, why are you not allowing the law allowing law enforcement to enter any of the rooms? Now, here in America, we have something that if you don't have a search warrant, you can't come into our house or search our, our residence without giving authorization. Unless, again, you have a search warrant and then we don't really have a choice and we can let people come in. You just come in whenever you want. But in this case, I don't see any warrants. This was just more like a welfare check. But they were hiding something because... I mean, obviously, allegedly, they were, hiding the, the, they were hiding Blanche in one of the rooms, allegedly. Let's continue. Upon going up to the second floor of the house, the policemen began to smell a horrible odor coming from one of the bedrooms. They ordered them to open the door, but the maid refused, so the door was kicked in. Could you imagine how rancid that odor would be? If heading up to the second floor, you start to, you begin to catch the the, the smell of a horrible odor coming from one of the bedrooms, meaning that the door was closed and, the, and it, it stunk so bad in there. It stunk so bad in there that you can smell it coming from the door or coming through the door. That's how strong the odor. Just think about three-week-old hot dog water mixed with dried-up poop that was in the corner stacked up on top of rancid hot dog water vomit that came from someone who was in an all-night drinking bender and just sat there fermenting in 110-degree Texas weather or 116 Bakersfield weather. Just think about that. I want you to close your eyes and get that whiff. Three-week-old moldy hot dog water that's still sitting in the pot on top of dried-up feces left in the corner, stacked upon, stacked upon, vomited, Hot dog water 
from a gentleman or from a person who was on a three-day alcohol bender. I want you to get that drift. I, w- I want you to get that vision and get that smell and, and get that in your head. And that's probably not even half of what we're talking about when the police, met, when, the, when the officer went up to the room and, and, identif- and caught the, a whiff of this smell. Boy, I tell you. So what did the officer find? Let's continue. When they entered... When they entered the room, one of the policemen fainted because the strong stench. The other two remained awake and managed to open a window to let in light, revealing Blanche's skeletal body, which weighed approximately 55 pounds, or for everyone outside of the United States, 25 kilograms. Blanche was quickly taken to a hospital where she began receiving treatment. When the cops walked in, one of them passed out from how disgusting it smelled in there. When they opened the window and light came into the room, the other two discovered Blanche's skeletal body, which weighed approximately 55 pounds. How in the fuck is she still alive? How, how is she alive? We're talking about 25 years of very, I mean, scarce food. And after her maid died, we don't even know who was taking care of her and how much food she actually ate. But she was 55 pounds as an, as an adult and locked away in captivity. What was the reason why she was locked in there? There was a couple of reasons. Let's find out what they were. One of the reasons raised is that Blanche Monnier fell in love with a Republican lawyer named Victor Calmeo. As Blanche's family was deeply monarchist, her family did not agree to the marriage. So let's lock our child up because she had a love interest against our own fucking beliefs. Why is that still the narrative now in 2021? In 2021, people are losing their lives for their convictions. Whether it be religion, political, it doesn't matter. We're still judging our family. We're still neglecting and we're still outcasting everyone who does not have the same beliefs as us. And this has been going on since the beginning of time, but we continue on doing it. In this case, this young gal lost her entire life because she was, she allegedly, or not, she fell in love with, with a Republican lawyer. And because the family was monarchist, they didn't agree with the marriage. And so instead of embarrassing the family, they locked her away and kept her captive in horrible, horrible conditions. Because they didn't want her embarrassing the family. And that is still the narrative in 2021. When are we going to do better? You know what I mean? Let's continue. While other sources claim that the approval of the marriage did not occur due to age differences between them, she was 24 years old and he was 38 years old. It doesn't matter. They're both 18. They're over adult. She's a consenting adult. It doesn't matter. You no longer have say so over what your child does or what your, yeah, what your child does at the age of 24 fucking years old. If she wants to go run away and get pregnant with this guy, then she's going to go run away and get pregnant with this guy. And you can't do shit about it. Legally, technically over the age of 18. I don't know exactly how it is. In other countries, but I'm pretty sure that it's it's similar to what it is here in America. Once you reach a certain age, I mean, even if at 21, that's still three years past any time that they're able to say anything about the marriage. So instead of embarrassing the family, we're going to lock our own child away and keep them in horrible fucking conditions because we don't want to be embarrassed. Or, Or we don't agree with her choice. Boy, I tell you. Another theory, but not widely, but not a widely accepted one, is that Blanche got pregnant by Victor. The baby was born, but Blanche's mother then killed and buried the baby in her own home. Even though it's not accepted, I, I don't find it 
I, I don't find it far-fetched. I, I, I don't put it past the mother that she was able to kill a newborn baby out of the fact that the child is a shameful creation of two lovers that have no reason to be together. The baby was a, a living ex, uh, embarrassment to the family. So I don't put it past that Blanche's mother killed the child if that was really happened. If that really, de- if it really did happen, I can 100% just off of the research that I've been doing now, I can I can 100% see the mother actually doing that to her grandchild, and that that's shameful. All because the the narratives don't match. The fuck out of here. The fact is that her mother, Louise Monier, did not accept the marriage. So she locked her up in a room in the house. At first, she believed that her daughter would give up the marriage, but this never happened. So time went by and the situation got even worse. So the fact that the mother did not accept the marriage of a 20-something-year-old female or a 20-something-year-old adult, she locked her up in a room hoping that that the daughter would give up this idea of marrying a Republican lawyer in France. But of course, love is strong. The child, the the the, the twenty Blanche never never re renounced or denounced or re, or changed her mind, and so the mom just left her there until her mind was changed. So the situation got worse over time. I mean, you 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 forget, you know, you out of sight, out of mind. I'm guessing, and this is probably exactly what happened. It's nuts. How can you forget about your child? Just lock your child up in a room and just forget about everything that happened with this child. And not even a child, your own child. Could could you, I mean, my listeners, would you be able, for those of you who have kids, even if you don't have kids, could you honestly imagine locking up your child or a child in a room and completely forgetting about them because they you don't agree with what your beliefs are? See, it's shit like that where I believe capital punishment is completely justifiable. But again, my my opinions are are controversial. So we'll see. Justice is served, kind of. What do you mean justice is served? Grumbler, she was was justice served or not? No, it really wasn't. That's why I said it was kind of. Louise Monier, the victim's mother, was arrested. However, she died 15 days later in jail. She suffered from heart problems. As the victim's father was also deceased, he could not be tried, although he died a few years after the beginning of the captivity. Obviously, you're not going to try someone who's fucking dead. Why even bring that in? That was stupid. But the mother died 15 days after she was locked up. She was found guilty of captivity and, and unwill, unlawful imprisonment or whatever laws that they have in France regarding that issue. But she, when she was arrested, however, she died 15, late, 15 days later in jail. So this woman was able to escape the guilt and, per, and persecution by dying. You know, I'm not saying that she chose to die, obviously. You know, it was, it was, she was suffering from heart conditions. But I would much rather have had her suffer in prison, in jail, thinking about that. Why is she there for the rest of her existing lives, not just 15 days later? 15 days later, you don't, you, that doesn't really set in. And obviously, she wasn't that guilty if she left her child there and then moved across the street, leaving her captive in a house with, with, with very minimal care and poor treatment. Boy, I tell you. The only one who was brought to trial was the, was the victim's brother, Marcel Monnier, who lived in the house across the street where Blanche Monnier was in captivity. In the first trial, he was sentenced to 15 months in prison for complicity in acts of violence. However, on an appeal, a month later, he was acquitted. You know, I, I can't really blame him for being acquitted. 
but I can also see why he was arrested. If he was an adult and he knew that shit was happening, why not say anything? Why not go get her out of there? Go get her some help. Put put her in a home. You know what I mean? Put her, get her somewhere out of the house or just let her leave her fucking homeless. Why would you put her in captivity and leave her there? But as a willful and knowledgeable adult, knowing that you had the ability and and the, the power to stop this, they chose, he chose not to. For whatever, you know, manipulation, fear of the mother, or that was just a normal way of life for him growing up. So he didn't really think about, too, he didn't really think too much about it. So why do something about it? You know what I mean? I mean, I can understand both sides, why he was acquitted and why he was charged in the first place. According to the understanding of the judges, her first sentence was only 15 months because the mother had a high influence and excessive domination in the family life. So her decision weighed heavily. This type of behavior was common in family life at the time. Again, more rich people, more high societal individuals that are able to get out of horrific crimes and resulting in minor punishments because of their status in life, their status in the society, their status in the public eye. They're able to get away with a lot more things than what the common folk are able to get away with. And this is a, a perfect example. You're only going to serve you're only going to serve a little bit of time because of your status to your family that like that's something to, that that they owe you because you're you're an important member or your your name has weight and bearing we owe you, not we, but the justice system owes you to be lenient. Because of your name, fuck out of here with that bullshit. I can't stand that shit. If you're gonna do the crime, punish the person that punish the the individual, regardless of financial of financial status. The same way you would you would you would punish the someone of a lower class. If you're gonna punish someone, if the if the law's broken, punish them equally. The person who has zero money punishes the, the punish that person the same exact way as a person with all the money in the world. And vice versa. You know what I mean? You you can't you can't take, well, well, this person has, you know, this person is is Jeff Bezos and they've done so much for the world. So we're just gonna go ahead and give him two days because he murdered a whole crew, I mean a whole crew of fucking people. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. Now I don't I don't understand that and I never will. I don't see that as I don't see that as a reason to to let people off with a with a slap on the wrist. In the second trial defense, in the second trial, the defense argued that Blanche Monnier suffered from mental disorders, which was confirmed by some former employees of the house and also doctors who attended her during her adolescence. And this situation was aggravated by the death of her father and also the maid who cared for her most. It doesn't fucking matter what her mental disorders were. Her mental disorder does not give anybody the right to lock them away and treat them horribly, even worse than a captive fucking animal. This is a human being we're talking about. It doesn't matter if they had every mental disorder in the entire known DSM-4 book. It doesn't matter. Every diagnosis ever created about mental illness, it doesn't matter if that's what the individual had. There's no, that's not a reason to lock them away and, and, and not deal with them. That's, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if the mother was going to die, if, if the mother was going to die 15 days later, they should have just executed her on the spot ASAP. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that that's the reason why people acted and, and were, and the, and the treatment for them was justified because of their mental, their, their mental health disorders. That's, that's such a cop out, such a bullshit thing to do. And we, the mental health society or the mental health individuals or the individuals suffering from mental health issues have been poorly treated and unfairly treated since the beginning of time when mental health was starting to be understood. I mean, 
People were, for hysteria, were locked up in the early times, the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. They were locked up for hysteria and lobotomized. They were given electroshock therapy when people had anxiety, when people felt nervous. Before people started understanding the severity of mental health disorders, the mental health, the the, the, the people who are suffering from mental health issues were killed. They were they were they were experimented on. They were dissected all while being alive, mind you. This wasn't stuff that was oh he died. We're going to we're we're going to go ahead and and do an autopsy and forensic investigation. No, a lot of these mental health these mental health sufferers were alive when this shit was happening to them, with very minimal anesthesia, very minimal treatment or or, or agents to help them with infection. Not not have them feel pain. However, this stuff was okay. And because of that, that was the norm for the entire time of mental health treatment up until recently. But for you, for someone to treat somebody that way because of their mental illness is fucking bullshit. And, and it, it's, it sucks that people still think that way, even up to this day. Let's continue. Even with his acquittal, Marcel did not have an easy life. As the case had a lot of media coverage, this generated a lot of popular indignation. He suffered a lot of humiliation from people when, wherever he went, so he had to move to another city. Aw, boo-hoo, poor baby waby. He, was suffered, he suffered a lot of humiliation wherever he went, so he had to move to another city. Fuck you, man. Your sister was left in horrid conditions, barely fed, barely taken care of, wasting away because pe- your family was embarrassed of her. You're a fucking degenerate. You suffered a lot of humiliation. Marcel did not have an easy life. Get the hell out of here with that bullshit. Didn't, I didn't have an easy, you didn't have an easy life because you were being ridiculed and people were confronting you and, and hitting you up on the, on the treatment of your sister. What kind of life do you think your sister had? What kind of life do you think that your family created for your sister? You didn't have an easy life because of your humiliation. Get the fuck out of here. Your sister was wasting away, barely fed with no treatment. She was living in her own excrement. She had no place to, to void and relieve herself from the, nat- the, na- the natures of life. And you're telling me that because of your humiliation, you had to leave the city, but your sister was suffering down to 55 fucking pounds. But you were embarrassed. You were embarrassed, huh? Boy, I tell you, see, a shit like that where capital punishment should be. I mean, he should be punched in the fucking neck and then make sure that he's unable to eat and lock him away in a room for two years, at least two years, suffering the way that his sister suffered. Boy, I tell you. Let's wrap this episode up. This was a pretty short episode. I, I didn't find a lot of stuff on this gal, but it was interesting enough for me to just drop a little episode, so... Graveyard Grumbler final rap. The once beautiful French socialite was now skin and bones. Blanche weighed a mere 55 pounds. She was lying on a straw mattress covered in her own excrement and moldy food. But again, her brother was humiliated because people kept confronting him and talking shit to him. But his brother was humiliated, but his sister weighed 55 pounds lying on on a straw mattress covered in her own excrement around moldy food. This is a statement from one of the cops that, that were in the house when they discovered her. The unfortunate woman was lying completely naked on a rotten straw mattress. All around her was formed a sort of crust made from excrement 
All around her was formed a sort of crust made from excrement fragments of meat, made from excrements, fragments of meat, vegetables, fish, and rotten bread. We also saw oyster shells and bugs running across Mademoiselle Monnier's bed. The air was so unbreathable, the odor given off by the room was so rank that it was impossible for us to stay any longer to proceed with our investigation. Boy, I tell you. Let me reread that again without stumbling over my words this time. The unfortunate woman was lying completely naked on a rotten straw mattress. All around her was formed a sort of crust made from excrement, fragments of meat, vegetables, fish, and rotten bread. We also saw oyster shells and bugs running across Mademoiselle Monnier's bed. The air was so unbreathable. The odor given off by the room was so rank that it was impossible for us to stay any longer to proceed with our investigation. But the brother was embarrassed and suffered humiliation and had to leave town. Boy, I tell you. I mean, this shit right here, is, it's super fucking aggravating that people can, people can actually leave another human being to suffer in such horrendous conditions. Why? That's my question. How is another question. I mean, think about it. Would you want that to happen to yourself? No, right? So why would you do that to somebody else? Mother and son denied any wrongdoing, stating that Blanche chose to live in the attic and that, oh my, I can't, that shit pissed me off so bad I couldn't even finish that. Let me, let me start over. Mother and son denied any wrongdoing, stating that Blanche chose to live in the attic and that she could have left at any time. She was never a prisoner, but officials did not believe them. Okay, remember what the cops said, that the cops demanded that one of the, the, the housing staff open the door. The staff refused, and so one of the police officers had to kick the door in. But she was able to leave at any time she wanted if she conformed to the mother's beliefs on how she should live right? But the, remember, Blanche was able to leave anytime she wanted. But the mother and son denied, the mother and son denied any wrongdoing and that she chose to live in the attic in horrendous conditions. Right. You guys are fucking idiots. Let's continue. Blanche had lost everything and could not cope with everyday society. During her time living in the attic in her own filth, and perhaps not surprisingly, she had developed some disturbing habits, including coprophilia. Coprophilia is an abnormal interest and pleasure in feces and defecation. So this poor gal was locked up for so long that she ended up having some, having fan, not fantasies, but getting pleasured off of feces and defecation. But she chose to live up there, right? She lived in her own filth and perhaps not surprisingly developed some disturbing habits. And this was all because of her mother's disagreeing on the way that she should live, on how Blanche should live her life. Jesus fucking hell, man. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Why, why can this, this even happen? Why is this still a thing? After her release, Blanche Monnier was admitted to a, mental, to a mental hospital for more than 10 years, where she died in 1913 at the age of 64. She recovered physically, but never psychologically. Of course, she didn't recover psychologically. That was one of the most disturbing, most abusive things anyone can suffer. I mean, there's more than, 
what's sad is that there's even worse things that people can suffer from. Even worse things that people can suffer from. And, and I mean, I, I, I'm glad that she lived until the age of 64, but at what cost? How full and how fulfilling was her life? Really was her life. Honestly, how, how fulfilling was it? You were tortured for tw- well over 25 years. You were damn near, you're damn near skin and bones. You were, you were a, a, a living skeleton. And of course, she never physically, I mean, she never psychologically recovered. That, that's impossible. I would be shocked if she gave a statement saying, no, I'm pretty good. I mean, some things, you know, was fucked up and it happened to me. However, I'm good. I, I've let it go. I've healed. That's not realistic. Jesus Christmas trees in June. I don't understand how this was even a case. But at the same time, I can because again, people, people's convictions are so outrageous and so radical that they're willing to harm their own flesh and blood, their own children because of their convictions. Oh my gosh. It's insane. It is truly insane to me that this was even a case or an issue. I, I don't understand. Unfortunately, that we didn't get the justice that I felt that should have been handed out. The mom died 15 days later and the brother, who's a little bitch, would decided to leave the city because he is of his humiliation. But, you know, unfortunately, Blanche was left to, to endure the horrific PTSD from the horrific treatment by her own family. But none of them stepped up. The, the dad didn't step up. The dad didn't step up. I mean, the, the dad didn't step up. The brother didn't step up. No one stepped up to help Blanche get out of this horrible condition. So fuck all that family. They're all equally guilty and they all should be serving life in prison. If not life in a torturous room locked up and and in their own excrement, eating moldy food. I mean, eye for an eye, right? Right. I'm going to go ahead and let's, we're going to end this episode now. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm just going to get more aggravated. My vulgarity is going to go, is going to increase and fly out. Anyway, Boy, I tell you, uh, announcements, if you're interested in, in extra bonus content, check out my Patreon. It's $5, one tier. You get a ton of bonus episodes. I put them out. I put them out quite frequently throughout the month. Other than that, there's nothing more to announce. If you, uh, yeah, there's nothing more, none, nothing more to announce. So I appreciate everybody. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Remember, share, share, share with my episode or my podcast with everybody you know. I would greatly appreciate it. If you have a chance, go to, and if you have an iOS device, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and comment my show. It helps boost my my popularity and gets my name out there. Again, I'm trying to be the king of radio and the king of podcast, and I can only do that with your help. So I want to thank everyone very, very much from the bottom of my heart for your support. I do. I seriously appreciate it. I, I put out these episodes because I truly enjoy giving the content to everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Other than that, everyone, thank you so much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. Today's episode is sponsored by Struggle Snuggles Ball Pythons. Struggle Snuggles is a small hobbyist breeder who wants to share the joy of ball pythons with new and experienced snake enthusiasts. Struggle Snuggle offers different types of morphs and standard non-morph pythons. Struggle Snuggle will offer insight on the first-time python owners and is available via email for questions on the continuation for healthy care of your new python. You can reach Struggle Snuggle through his Instagram at strugglesnuggle32257. That's strugglesnuggle32257. So you can get a look at the different type of snakes that he does own. 
Again, Struggles Snuggle 32257. His Instagram handle will be in the show notes. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Beautiful friend. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.